Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now with your host, Peter Miller. Welcome and today we go to Kingston, Ontario to talk to Hakeem Subair of an organization called One Million Teachers. Not a thousand teachers, a million teachers. He's the co-founder and CEO of the organization. So welcome, Hakeem. Thank you, Peter. Uh, what a great uh, pleasure to meet you in person, virtually. <laughs> okay. Thank you. So let's talk about your academic background. Where did you go to school? Um, so before relocating to Canada, I studied finance in Nigeria. Uh, then came to Canada, I felt that uh, I, I need to understand the system. Um, and what better way than to uh, embed myself in a school system? So I took another degree in, uh, in business. Uh, about focusing on entrepreneurship, which became a passion of mine uh, before I left Nigeria. And then uh, uh, afterwards, uh, all the while I was doing my consulting work, traveling back and forth between Canada and Nigeria. Uh, and then I came to Queens to do a master's in innovation and uh, entrepreneurship. Okay. So now we got some idea of your education and your bilingual uh, yeah, multilingual. <laughs> so um, I don't know if you're familiar with <clears throat> some Nigerian languages. I do speak, uh, we, we, we have a version of English that is very popular, particularly in West Africa, called Pidgin English. Uh, so if you can understand English, uh, yeah, you can understand most of what is being said. So that's one. I also speak my native language, which is Yoruba. Uh, uh, we are from southwestern Nigeria. And then I schooled in the northern part of the country, um, um, which also enabled me to speak uh, one of the major languages in Nigeria called the Hausa language. Okay. So let's talk about your work experience, first in Nigeria and then in Canada. Yes. Um, so I studied finance um, right after graduation. I um, I actually taught in the school. I, 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 I taught students um, introduction to financial accounting and uh, economics. Um, and then shortly after, I think I spent a year, it's a, it's a government program called the National Youth Service Program, which is kind of mandatory when you're a fresh young graduate um, as like part of your national service. So I did that for about a year. And then I, I, I got a job in a, in a, in a bank. Uh, uh, well, went through a very rigorous training program for like five months, uh, just covering the basis of finance, economics, and banking and whatnot, investment banking. And then after graduation, I was uh, sent to uh, a, a unit uh, in the investment banking unit at the bank. Um, so we were into payments. Essentially, we were processing uh, financial instruments for uh, other smaller banks and insurance companies and uh, finance companies. Okay, what about Canada? Well, so before I came, I, I had left the bank. In fact, the story is very interesting. Um, I Because of what I did advising clients, um, helping them with uh, their financial, um, like 
business plans and things like that, I thought I could survive starting my own consulting work. And then all of my savings disappeared as a result of that, uh, unfortunately. Uh, so I swallowed my pride, went back to take uh, a job in, in the banking system that I vowed that I wasn't going to be part of anymore because the, the cutthroat competition, it was just too brutal for me, for my personality. Um, so I, I had started doing that, doing training for organizations, uh, consulting work and, 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 and all of that. So when I came to Canada, I wanted to, uh, you know, do something along that line. But, you know, the reality of the Canadian system meant that you had to uh, quickly start thinking about looking for a job. Um, around the same time, I, you probably, this is part of why One Million Teacher came about anyways. My family, we owned a school in Nigeria. So for a very long time, that school also uh, kind of, uh, we got income from that school to support us in Canada. And so I, I didn't have the crazy pressure to really go do for the job in Canada so I, I could have the luxury to go back to school here. And then um, within the program, I mean, I finished really fast within two and a half years anyways. Um, but I, 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 I took some break to work. I think I work at Sutherland. Uh, it was a um, customer service, customer rep representative kind of thing. Uh, we provide customer support uh for various organizations and then uh, i also worked on campus uh with the office of innovation at uh, university of windsor so those in total that was about eight months but i was clear as to uh, if i knew what i like what all that, that i know my experience i felt like i think there is something more uh so uh even almost as soon as i finished from windsor i was in queens and uh I and then one, one million teachers came along and then I just there was just so that's really my Canadian experience. I've not really worked. Okay, um, I'll tell you something. I there's a friend of mine who was a, a, a very good supporter of my organization, one million teachers, uh, and she uh, called me one day said, "Would you like to be part of my financial planning uh, business?" I said, "Sure." And the reason why I said uh, yes was because I needed the money because. When you have a startup, there is no income from anywhere, and you're just focused on making sure that, you know, you find whatever resource that you can put into the organization. So I took that, uh, but after about a year and a half, it became really impossible uh, to pursue that path while running one million teachers. So uh, I had to eventually uh, leave, uh, you know, which was really tough, still tough, but I mean, uh, I think we've crossed the Rubicon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get into your organization. How did you come up with the name? So, uh, Peter, this is very interesting. I, I don't take credit for this name, uh, I tell you, <laughs> because um, so in 2017, uh, Canada was celebrating 150 years as a federation, you know, and I, I, I don't know if you're aware, maybe in Hamilton, but various cities, uh, there was funding available for various cities to come up with innovative initiative programs to celebrate 150 as uh, Canada. So there is this organization called Innovate Kingston. Uh, it's uh, a group of business leaders, essentially, uh, also supported by the city, uh, the city of Kingston, uh, who came up with this initiative that what does uh, being Canadian mean as a global citizen? Uh, 
you know, uh, to the world. Uh, what does Kingston represent? A small city punching way above its weight and all of that celebrating or highlighting the innovations taking place in the city. Uh, so one of them heard about uh, the project that I was working on. It wasn't one million teachers. It was just focused on teachers. And in fact, I had registered it long before I came to, to Queens. Um, it was called Easy Access Education. Uh, so yeah, he heard about it uh, through uh, my program director at uh, the Smith School of Business at Queens. And he said, oh, this is the kind of project that you know, celebrates who we are. Um, you know, um, making a difference in the world and all of that. And at that stage, really, we were still in ideation. You know, um, uh, this also uh, was the, my, my master's uh, capstone project uh, uh, also to other students in my class. It was because they came to me and said, oh, they really like, we would like to work on this. Can this be our master's program uh, project also? So, uh, so that's how they came along. And then um, uh, Grant heard about this and he was like, wow, this is a prime candidate. So from me not hearing about this initiative to we becoming the front runner that the first project to be announced under this initiative. Uh, that's really uh, how he, he started. He said, and then he came one day, we were having a conversation. He said, um, we are gonna train 1 million teachers. And I'm like, what? 1 million teachers? <laughs> oh, in fact, he didn't even say 1 million teachers. He said 1MT. And I'm like, what's 1MT? Nobody even knows 1MT. He said, yeah, 1 million teacher, but you know, calling it 1MT is cool. I said, yeah, but, I mean, people have to be familiar with something before you abbreviate, right? So I really liked the idea, but it was really, really scary, the audacity of it. <laughs> so, yeah, and um, we, and I'm like, yeah, I really like it, but we're still going to call it one million teachers, not one MT, you know, so that, and then that's kind of how we started. We said, oh, there is a huge gap uh, in, in terms of uh, teachers, particularly in under-resourced more vulnerable communities around the world. How do we uh, support education through teachers, given that teachers are the most significant resource? So that's really kind of how that name came about. But we said, no, we're not doing one empty, we would be one million teachers. And then, so, but gradually we knew that, um, you know, acronyms or, you know, these things can really resonate to people. So gradually we're shifting to becoming one empty, calling ourselves one empty, only because people now understand what one empty means, one million teachers. And uh, over time, there's been a lot of questions that what if you achieve, when you achieve one million teachers, what are you going to be then? We said, well, we'll be one empty plus. So there's a plus at the top of the T. <laughs> so, yeah. So, one million is a big figure. Yeah. <laughs> and of those, how many in, are you looking for in Nigeria? How many are you looking for in Canada out of that one million? Okay, so um, the focus right now is um, in the in the more vulnerable community. Canada is a wealthy country. Uh, don't get me wrong, we have our own problems here, <laughs> but it's a different kind of problem, honestly. Uh, given what we have seen working in so many countries, I think we have teachers from eighteen countries right now. Uh, so um, we don't have specific targets. Uh, we started this program uh, we, uh, out of uh, Nigeria. And then over time, teachers from other countries uh, just joined uh, the, the, the program. Uh, as we speak, I think we're inching towards 30,000. Um, we, we have very crazy ambition uh, this year, hoping to uh, see how we can get to 250,000. Um, so 
Um, yeah, but the, the interesting thing that we do uh, in terms of programming is we work very closely with uh, the Faculty of Education at Queen's University. And there's one or two other um, institutions such as Queen's who have reached out to say, hey, we would like to work with you. So what we do is recognizing Canada as a, this is a multicultural um, uh, society, uh, immigrants coming from everywhere. And um, the university wanted us to, they wanted the teachers to reflect what is going on in the global landscape in the community. Uh, and traditionally, you know, uh, the, most of the teacher candidates at the College of Education, the Faculty of Education, came from a particular demography, you know. Uh, so what we do with the university helps broaden their world horizon. So they get to travel with us to work in various countries, and they take, they understand international education from a multicultural context, which is really very relevant to their classroom in Canada, because this is where they're going to work. So that international practicum gives them significant exposure to what their classroom is increasingly looking like in Canada. Uh, I think that's the, our biggest contribution. And we have some retired teachers who volunteer with us, who help to you know, work on content development, provide mentorship and all of that. But not only in Canada, including the US, but more in Canada uh, who do that. Uh, so there's a lot of community involvement uh, in terms of people seeing a need uh, greater than uh, where they are. But in doing that, uh, it's also benefiting because it makes them better people. It makes them have better appreciation of the students that they even teach here. So Hakeem, how do you measure your results? Well, um, so first of all, um, let's start with the inputs and the outputs, right? So how many teachers have you trained? Um, let's even start from the fact that, okay, so they came into this program, they've uh, done this course. So, I mean, there are many courses and all organized around like the belts, about 10 of the belts like karate. So on the average, there are four or five courses with uh, increasing levels of difficulty. Uh, so you achieve all of those milestones through the belt as you go along. The first thing we want to assure ourselves is, do you have what it takes from a knowledge perspective? You know, you know, from knowledge, what you do with that knowledge is a different kettle of fish, right? But let's even start from that. Um, so that's the, 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 the primary focus. So we call it the phase one of the program. And it is delivered almost entirely online, asynchronously. Uh, when they finish that part, which we call phase one, and then we say, oh, we now begin the journey to empowerment. What does empowerment look like? How are you transferring that knowledge? How is it making a difference in your classroom? So the engagement is for life. So we continue to, to support them. And there is a whole lot of research that we're working with um, on our, our partners, impact reports and things like that. But the first thing we want to ask ourselves is, these teachers, are they excited about their work? Do they show up really, really happy about their work? Are they motivated? I, I think if we can capture that, we know we're onto something. Um, and that's the first step. And then the next step is, so all of this excitement, all of this knowledge, how are the students getting better? That takes, I mean, it's multi-year kind of project tracking and all of that. Uh, but the early results that we're seeing is, uh, it's a thing of pride for many of these teachers who come into this program to say, hey, I am a 1NT black belt. They even go to LinkedIn and sign up, sign up on their email I'm a one NT black belt. And when you picture a black belt, you in martial arts, karate in particular, you're thinking of somebody who has achieved certain milestones, gone through a whole lot of hurdles to get there. And this is something they take pride in a lot. So that's the starting point. And uh, 
we don't have all the answers. Honestly, we're figuring things out as we go, um, and 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 the results that we see continues to energize us. And then the is, everything is kind of snowballing, you know, like a flywheel. Hopefully, uh, in the next few years, we'll see some some crazy crazy results. Maybe when we eventually achieve our one million teachers objective. <laughs> hey, Hakim, talk about your team partnerships besides Queens and your funding. Okay, so um, when there are all kinds of initiative and, and that's why part of the reason why I do things like this is, is to uh, hopefully share my journey with other people so they understand. Uh, it's never gonna be an easy path. Don't think that because the work you're doing is significant it's relevant to the world. Yeah, people are going to roll out the red carpet for you, you know, and say, hey, here's a bucket load of money. It doesn't work that way, right? So you do what you have to do. We've literally bootstrapped our way up to this point. Um, and, you know, the benefit that I have is coming, being able to merge the work that I did at our school with my business education. And then just looking at things like, okay, you have this humongous challenge. Where do you start from? So you pick a small piece of it and build momentum from, from, from the beginning. So what did we do? We looked, we, we segmented all the targets we could go after. I mean, you could get support from corporate institution. You could get support from teachers themselves who say, hey, I would like to be part of this. I want to pay for this service, right? You could um, get um, uh, clients as the school owners who would decide to sponsor their teachers or government. So it could be any one of these people, uh, but we didn't have the resources we still don't have but at least we're better than where we started, right? So we, I leverage my personal relationship with a few school owners and say, hey, we're doing this. Your teachers should be part of it. And guess what? Uh, we had four schools who gave us money even we, we, before we had the first product. We didn't even have a product, we had, you know. And it was, so it starts with trust. People who already know you, people who would follow you regardless of whatever it is that you're saying. They're focusing more on the person than the message at the beginning. But you quickly run out of that market because it's a very limited market. And then you now begin to say, but our objective was, how do we create so much excitement from the people, the initial users that we're supporting? So we built momentum from there, from them sharing their experience, from them being excited and all of that. So then we had stories to share to other people that were bigger, uh, who would never have touched us at the beginning. And we were lucky, yes, we talked about Queens coming on board. We had a few universities at the beginning too, uh, but we, we, I mean, we followed, we stayed with Queens. Now, when you have this tiny success, it's easy to communicate that success. And uh, that's where uh, a few corporate institutions came, hey, we wanna adopt some teachers, we wanna pay for a few teachers, and then you build on that success and then for more. Today, uh, we work very closely with uh, HP. Uh, HP uh, is a, I mean, is very passionate about impact, social impact, and uh, we are lucky to run two programs uh, for HP right now. Uh, we we actually have we just finished the first. Uh, um, we we'll call it HP Math 1.0. That is HP Mentor a Teacher Program. Um, where okay. HP, HP means uh, yeah, Hewlett Packard, the computer company. So um, so. So it's the HP Mentor a Teacher Program where we had 95 HP executives um, mentoring our teachers who have become graduates. Remember I talked about the journey to empowerment. So the teachers that we bring into this kind of space 
they are the ones who have completed the course. So, so they're already excited and they want more, you know, so exposing them to all of these many opportunities uh, is. So, so those, that's where some of this is coming. But at the beginning, honestly, it's been a whole lot of uh, dipping money into your own pockets, maxing out credit cards, doing whatever it takes, bootstrapping, uh, because I'm also a, a realist and, 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 I, and I see this as a challenge for most organizations who are doing impact work, social good. Um, you know, um, it's very, very difficult for people to come on board if they don't see that you have significant skin in the game and that you have a lot to lose. And they see that your commitment is 200%. It's very, very difficult. You can't ask somebody to commit more than you who is the promoter of that initiative to commit, you understand? It, it just it just can't happen. Well, maybe some people are lucky that they get, but that's not my experience, you know. So, Hakeem, you are a social enterprise. You may not be calling yourself that, but you definitely are. And now I want to ask a more interesting question. Where do you see the organization three years from today? Um. So we have a very robust uh, product roadmap uh, in terms of gaps that we see uh, in, in our programming. Uh, a lot of closing those gaps uh, requires us to partner with various organizations uh, to ensure that um, we continue to support these teachers. So um, our thinking significantly shifted about two years ago. Uh, so rather than you working in silos to say, hey, how do we leverage partnership? How do we adopt a systems thinking approach. You know, sometimes when you, you solve problem, you create unintentionally create additional problems. So in everything that we're doing, we're asking ourselves, how does this feed into the Black Belt program, which is our signature program that raises high capacity educators. So all of that, everything we're doing, all of this initiative, like the Monataro event we just had, is to amplify the work that we're doing is to expand so uh, uh, the number of black belts. So in the next three years, I I am I, very confident that we will be inching towards our goal of one million teachers. Then we can start thinking about 1MT plus. And then all the other products that we're looking at to support the growth of teachers uh, or to support the ecosystem uh, continues to thrive. So that's really where we see ourselves. Okay. And what is your website? Uh, um The one is one, like not O-N-E, but one million teachers.com. <laughs> okay. Well, Hakeem, you're passionate about what you do and you are making a difference and you're going to make a difference in the future. So thank you very much for joining me today and we're going to let uh, people know what you're doing. Thank you, Peter. Uh, it's been a great pleasure meeting you. Uh, hopefully we get to chat more. <laughs> Thank you.